Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the newly announced details of the heroic menagerie for the season of opulence in destiny 2 if you're listening to this on itunes google play spotify or watching on youtube you can probably catch me live right now twitch.tv slash say no to rage and if i'm not live you can follow the channel if you're watching on youtube hitting like and subscribe is an easy way to support me so i want to go through the details here i i have been loving season of opulence and i love menagerie i am going to be a little maybe critical or have an air of disappointment in this video and i don't want that to like overshadow how much I'm enjoying the season, how great the content is. I am going to kind of keep some of my criticism dialed back to be like, well, let's wait and see. We haven't gone in there yet. We don't know what the rewards are, etc. But I'm not thrilled with these details on the outset, and I'm going to explain why. So first, I'm going to just read you the details from the blog post, like what exactly is going to be going on in the Heroic Menagerie. Then I want to talk about incentives. I think incentives are going to play a big role here, and we don't know what they are yet. We have generic information in the blog post. And then lastly, I want to talk about true difficulty. Uh, I want to to talk about what they're doing and how they're achieving difficulty, and I'm going to continue to kind of echo some of the things I've said about difficulty spectrum in content that was in Destiny 1 and how we kind of need to recapture some of that. And I'm going to really try and make that case even more now with in light of the details that we have. So let me just read to you what's in the blog post. So they're going to increase the power difficulty. It's going to start at 750 and increase to 770. So you're going to go in at 750 and be at level, and then it's going to go up to 770. I don't know if that is within each encounter or the further you get in it, the final boss fight. I'm not sure. If all of the encounters just stay at 750, it probably won't be too bad. But more than likely, what this means is when you're in an individual encounter and as they raise it, it's going to probably go 750, then 760, then 770. So the final sort of crescendo, I'm pretty sure each encounter goes up the 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 to that second and then that third time so the first boss pops out at your level and then the next one will pop out at 60 and then the third time it pops out at 70 and that's you squeezing the absolute most you can out of that encounter to fill the bar uh, matchmaking is disabled you must form a fire team to enter this is not new information we knew prior to this that heroic was not going to have matchmaking uh, weekly curated gameplay modifiers and rotating per boss so that's going to rotate. You're going to be having modifiers that are changing. Not curated roles. They're not forcing you what to use. But they are going to have weekly curated gameplay modifiers. So they're going to customize Heroic different, it seems, than what the traditional modifiers you're going to see on like normal. Unlike normal mode, Guardians can hit a failure state. And this is where I'm going to get a little critical later in the video. Extinguish is active. If your team wipes, Callus will send you to orbit. And then... Secondly, I think this is totally fine. Encounters don't repeat. If you fail to reach 100% progress toward the boss after completing each encounter once, you'll be returned to orbit. According to chat this morning, there's six total encounters. I think that's plenty of time to fill the bar. A lot of teams are probably going to, you know, squeeze way more out of those encounters and not need all six, which is what a lot of really good teams are doing now anyway. And then heroic mode specific triumphs, rewards, and challenges await you. So that's it. That's heroic mode in a nutshell. They're raising the delta to make it really, you know, really hard and punishing. You know, you're going to be doing less damage and be receiving more damage. And then extinguish is active as well as a go back to orbit if you don't fill the bar 100% after the six encounters to get to the boss. Because, if you know, if the bar doesn't get filled, you don't actually go to him. Right now in normal mode, they'll just repeat. So if you're playing that poorly, you know, you'll go to, you'll go to more encounters as a way to fill that bar. 
Um, so, and somebody in chat saying, I didn't know they could occur more than once. You probably have to play really, really bad in order for that to happen. You know, you get match made with a bunch of AFKers or something. It can probably happen then. But most teams are not going past <laughs> six encounters more than likely. Now, let's talk about incentives because... It really looks like they're going to be raising this. People this morning were like, Lono, this is good. We really want challenging content. We want there to be card content. I think those people are correct. I think having harder content in the game is good. I think that's a reason to min-max. You don't really min-max in this game, but that's a reason to go for god rolls. It's a reason to have yourself spec'd out really smartly and strongly and having that synergy with your team. But incentives are really going to have to be the driver here. Just having hard content for the sake of hard content is one of the flaws with Crown of Sorrow. Great raid, really unique, really awesome incentives and rewards just aren't there the gear and the guns just are not unique, there's nothing special about them, everyone's just going for the exotic and then pretty much similar to Scourge and even Last Wish, a lot of people are probably going to bail once they get the exotic there's nothing that unique or strong about the weapon, so you need incentives you can't just give us hard content for the sake of having hard content, so we're going to have to wait, they've got triumphs, rewards, and challenges is really generic, we don't know what that means, what are the rewards, triumphs that's a one-off you're going to get them and then be done uh the challenges you're kind of repeating yourself right we know it's a challenging environment we know challenges await us so really what you're offering is an incentive to go in there is triumphs and rewards which at this point i would say triumphs isn't strong enough because you get them and then you're done so the big question mark out of the things listed is what are the rewards they're going to need to be like good higher level than what we're getting now maybe not not, not higher power level but like something unique about them something strong something that really is going to push you to go in there because if it's just a couple more weapons that could potentially roll god roll i cannot see a lot of people running this content i really can't they're going to get their triumphs and then if it's just a couple of weapons that can have decent rolls because like right now we're going for guns that have god rolls but they're not that far removed or that different from existing god rolls and guns that we already have I applaud the intentionality the content's really great it's a great reward structure but we really need to start digging down into perk depth and perk power so the weapons you're chasing in the end game of new content have more of a draw power difference and extinguish actually has me kind of recoiling I'm sitting here thinking to myself, am I going to want to go into a Delta-scaled environment with Extinguish on if the rewards are ho-hum or mediocre? So let's end by talking about true difficulty. This is going to kind of be the bulk of the content in the video here, and this is where I get really critical. And I know people are going to run to the comments to say certain things. Keep in mind, I'm going to start by saying this. I'm not saying the content should be easy, accessible to everyone, or easily beaten or not challenging I'm not saying any of that so if you run to the comments and go with those platitudes of like we need hard content it shouldn't be easy for everybody to beat that's great you're not interacting with me if you do that because that's not what I'm saying at all my issue is specifically with how players are treated on paper okay on paper extinguish does not change boss mechanics enemy health damage output and damage reception extinguish does literally in an objective sense here it does nothing to the encounters so it's not like oh the content's harder because of extinguish there's a different category here it's more punishing it's way more punishing it's not that the content's actually harder and i think that's a categorical difference we need to keep in our minds when we're thinking about future content because when i think about king's fall and 
extra mechanics, extra pain points, more things for us to mitigate and manage, that is where challenge comes from. Challenge doesn't come from shoving the team into orbit because they wiped. And part of the problem here is, and I think this needs to be considered, I'm okay with failure and having to start over. I really think they should see and look at if they can make it to where we just start back at the beginning. Because I'm thinking of console players here, okay? Super, super, super frustrating to fail, but doubly frustrating to deal with load times, going to orbit, it's immersion breaking, it's synergistic, it's play flow disrupting. When you fail in a raid, you jump back in and try again. You fail, jump back in and try again. You kind of stay in the trenches. If we could just kind of, like... If you if you just go back to the beginning, right? If you just go back to the beginning and start over, that's fine, and that's that's frustrating, but in the right way. It's like you failed. You have to start over and do, you know do the whole thing again. I think since they've already woven in a fail mechanic, if you don't fill the bar, I think that's where they should have started. I think that's significant enough for the last five years. The community has in many ways almost, I'm not saying everyone, but almost unanimously decided that Extinguish and getting kicked to orbit is so hotly hated, they removed it in D1 Nightfalls, and then they removed it in D2 Nightfalls. They had the timer, and then you get kicked to orbit. Like, it was a different type of Extinguish, but it was still Extinguish. It is just not a loved form of difficulty, and that's one of the reasons, is I believe it's not actually doing much to the content and making it challenging. You're just making my experience with it less enjoyable and more punishing, and with load times on console, I just, I I worry... I've been batting at a thousand here. I've been pretty good at predicting community response to leveling, enhancement cores, and all that. I was way ahead of the curve on that. I'm predicting that this is going to be a complained about thing, and ultimately they may end up changing it. I don't think the community is going to respond well to Extinguish. I also look at the fact that it's a mechanically heavy environment, and they could have gone the route of King's Fall design hard first and then scale back mechanics for normal great spectrum great philosophy feels truly different and truly challenging not just here's a delta scale and here's extinguished like that doesn't feel good and significant it feels it feels kind of cheap and it feels kind of low rung it's like that doesn't really do anything you're just raising the delta and kicking us to orbit if we wipe consider as well some of the encounters are very very wipe heavy not because you're bad or because your team's not good you're getting spammed by ads you're getting spammed by thrall there are knights that just push the plate slam the ground and i worry that these encounters are going to feel similar to how like in reckoning it was really easy to get knocked off the bridge and then you fail there's a difference between something that's challenging you need to be precise and finesse in your team's execution there's a big difference between that and something that's easy to fail again i think that's another categorical difference easy to fail is not necessarily challenging it's really easy for your team to get wiped it's really easy to get knocked off the bridge in reckoning so i'm concerned about two levels here the incentive as well as the players reception and response to extinguish and getting kicked to orbit i am glad that they brought intentional grind broad spectrum of players can play this with matchmaking it's awesome but if they're continuing to dial in their version of difficulty is a delta and a punishing kick to orbit i I disagree with that from a philosophy of like let's make challenging content 
they did it before go back to what you did in d1 design hard first scale it back to normal then you add challenge mode i think that is the perfect normal hard challenge mode great spectrum it's different it changes the team's got to finesse the team's got to work together it's awesome it's satisfying it's rewarding i really don't want them to continue to dial in delta scale and extinguish because that doesn't feel truly challenging and truly difficult it feels very very almost like i said like cheap so as with all my content, we're going to switch to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watch another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the Heroic Menagerie. I was a little bit critical. Uh, we don't have all the information yet. I'm not thrilled about it just being Delta Scale with Extinguish. We'll have to wait and see how it kind of plays out. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. And if you're watching on YouTube, hit and like and subscribe is a great way to help me out. So, I'm just going to jump right into the questions. We may be doing Menagerie gameplay during this. I'm kind of waiting to see if people join me or send me friend requests. I'm going to jump right into the first question. Peter Iliak says, If I'm planning on switching platforms in September, is it really worth repurchasing the Forsaken Collection? I'm not much of a raider, but I've done everything else. My biggest concern would be that you're going to run into problems with the some of the content being inaccessible maybe the adventures flat like if there's flashpoints and milestones and adventures you might not be able to access those you can access the dread i'm sorry you can access the dreaming city and the tangled shore but you won't be able to access like the missions and to anybody in chat talking about audio being out of sync you're probably watching in chrome go into settings go to advanced turn off hardware acceleration or just refresh the stream. It's not on my end. It's something that Google Chrome does. It does it even more so whenever you have the hardware acceleration turned on. So if you're listening to this or watching this video somewhere else, and you find that when you're watching videos, you get weird uh, audio desync, be sure uh, be sure to turn off hardware acceleration inside of Google Chrome. It's an issue there. Usually mobile is fine. Uh, and we had so many friend requests come in, guys. Right now, Moose Miles is the last one. So anybody that comes in and after Moose Miles, you uh, you didn't make the cut. So I don't know who joined after Moose Miles. I think it was Lendown. Lendown and Justin Diaz. You guys didn't make the cut. I am sorry. <laughs> I appreciate so many people suddenly being willing to help. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I had no friends online uh, that were able to do it. And uh, we are uh, we're going to get in here and have some fun. It's a solar burn, so let me switch my gear. All right. Legend Brody, what's your favorite class and what class do you think is best? Okay. I think my favorite class to play with is still Way of a Thousand Cuts. Way of a Thousand Cuts has so many instances where it's super fun. I think it's the coolest sounding super and it's the coolest animation for a super. Uh, it's an absolute blast it's an absolute blast um i shouldn't be on titan by the way uh but we'll be fine i should be on one of my other characters titan's not very good in the end game right now um but yeah now my favorite was way of a thousand cuts with shards of galanor pre-nerf that was the absolute best that was the absolute best uh the, the 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 way that the way that felt the way the things you could do it was phenomenal it was so good 
And now if I run Way of a Thousand Cuts, I typically run like Ophidia's Faith. Um, and that's just because you get two knife throws, and if you keep the the oh, playing with fire, you know, going, you get your you get your knife throw back pretty quickly, and then you can also uh, you can also then dodge to get your to get your melee ability back. So it's a really really good build. After that, I was loving Skull Nova pre nerf. That was really fun. Uh, Luna Faction Nova is pretty good. You know, because the rifts with Luna Faction adds a lot of things that you can't really do. Uh, I think rifts are superior to rally barricades as well. So, yeah, they've uh, they've got to make Titans a lot more accessible, and well, not necessarily accessible. They just need a little bit more strength in the end game. They just don't quite have it. You trade you trade a lot when you go to a Titan, and you don't get a lot back. You know, when I turn off, you know, Ophidia Spath. Hunter build or a Raiden Raiden Flux Hunter build or even a you know even a Luna Faction Nova build. I feel like I'm losing a lot. Um, so Justin says I'll just resub instead. Pog, thanks for 11 months, dude. Sorry I didn't get in faster. I just take the first people that get in first come first serves usually the best way uh, to do it. So next question, Big Whitey QT says, do you think it's okay for Heroic Menagerie is 770 power and the raid last boss is 735? This is another reason why I'm not super thrilled with the structure. It feels weird to have content that... It feels weird to have content that, in many respects, it's going to be harder than the raid. And that's odd to me. It's it's more punishing with Extinguish. Uh, it's more punishing when you fail. Like, if you fail something in the raid, you don't go all the way back to the beginning. Um, isn't the raid boss 740? Well, let's say it's 740 still. 770... It's gonna be, it's gonna be harder than the raid, and that's odd to me. That's why I thought a better pathway for difficulty spectrum is you build hard first, and then you dial things back for normal instead of tacking on a, a delta and extinguish. Um, so again, I'm not gonna really harp on it. I think, but I think they've done an incredible job with season of opulence and with the menagerie but i'm worried this is going to feel like a like a like a stumble i think the i'm worried the community is going to go to engage with this and be like man this ain't it chief this is not how hard content should be structured this is not how hard content you know hard content should feel so uh, Antunica, I'm personally hyped for this. I think this is the first time Destiny 2 has had a true endgame activity for us to use our god-rolled gear. Destiny 2, for me, is at its best for day one raids, and a large part of that's due to the Delta. How would you feel about year two raids getting a similar treatment with without Extinguish? Sort of a permanent contest mode. Well, yeah, I actually, in my... Um, I think in my... I forget which video it was. I talked about how contest mode could basically always bring a, a bring a raid up to relevancy. Always. It brings it up. It puts it above where you are or, you know, and makes it difficult so you see swords the whole time. And then they could give you rewards accordingly. So contest modifier, I think, yes, is a great way to say, here's challenging content. Uh, but yeah, without, without extinguish, I just... I think people underestimate how bad extinguish is because they're like well it, 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 you deserve to be punished for failure and there should be it should be pain and it should be challenging and I'm like I'm not saying there shouldn't be punishment for failure and I'm not saying you can't have challenging content I'm saying extinguish is just a bad mechanic it's not a good way of achieving that there are better ways of achieving difficulty there are better ways of achieving 
you know, making content feel hard, making content feel, you know, punishing. And I just don't think extinguishes it. Um, so you can't make them stronger. There were people that play crucible that will complain. I mean, I don't know what you mean by that. I was talking about the contest modifier. Uh, Moose Miles, why not start over and just lose progress if you don't fill the bar you fail? Again, I think that, like, I'm agreeing, I'm in in agreement here. There's other ways they could have achieved the pain of failure. Maybe if you don't fill the bar, you, remember how in Escalation Protocol, you would go back a section? You know, they, they could have it done that way. You know, you go back a section. If you fail to fill it, you have to start over you know, halfway or maybe all the way at the beginning, but without extinguish, the, the, the main pain point would be you didn't go fast enough. You didn't do a good enough job. So we're sending you back to the beginning. you got to start over because to me, this, these encounters bring that intensity, that Shiro Chi, go, 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 chain your supers, chain your supers, go, 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 go. Like it brings that intensity. And I'm worried that that intensity is going to get lost in the fray of, Oh, we wiped, extinguished, go back, frick, gotta start over, and you're not in the trenches, it's play flow disrupting, you're back in orbit, consoles have long load times. I'm just worried that there won't be a lot of value transmission. It's not gonna be like, yes, this is great content, it's gonna be, dude, this is punishing, man, frick this, and then people are just gonna give up. Unless, again, incentives have gotta be super strong to put up with punishing content. Challenging content isn't necessarily the same as punishing content. Reckoning, for all intents and purposes, wasn't, like, exceptionally challenging, right? Reckoning was, uh, reckoning was punishing. It was really, really easy to fail reckoning. It was like, you just get, you get knocked off the bridge by, by a, by a stomp. But, you know, this, this guy here is doing it to me. You get knocked off by that stomp, and then that's kind of it. You're done. You fall off. You fall behind on the time. You don't complete it, you know? There wasn't anything particularly challenging about Reckoning. It was just really freaking punishing. And that's why I tried to really make that case in my video that there's two different categories, and I don't necessarily think punishing content is good or uniquely challenging. You're just kicking people in the teeth. Um, Alf. What if raids or heroic menagerie could give only curated god rolls with unique perks? People would be more inclined to farm the, the content, or somehow pick the weapon and armor each encounter being random roll be a better option. It's very tiring to do the raid and get three consecutive arms. Well, I think there's two things at play here. Number one, I think you should be able to run raids for non-powerful rewards as much as you want for the rolls that you want. Um, just because especially with this new raid delivery system of smaller raids and fewer encounters, when you get four out of like, out of three runs, okay, three runs is 12 drops. And out of those 12 drops, I got four, four auto rifles and three machine guns. So seven out of 12 drops were basically like, Identical. More than half my drops were like duplicate items I had already gotten. Um, so I think that's a good argument to be like, well, just let us run it for non-powerful so we can grind for the roles that we want, like empower the player, right? And in this environment, you're like, oh, it's could only give curated god roles. Well, that's problematic, isn't it? 
you're gonna run at one time and then the content lose all loses all of its life let's just teleport him here I don't know what the frick they're doing uh if, if if I get a, if I only get if that's all I'm getting well you're do, I mean you'd be done in in very very short o- order um so and I think valiant's making a really really good point I love the phrasing here extinguish and I think somebody else mentioned rogues earlier so this isn't unique to valiant but I love the way he's encapsulated it Extinguish turns an RPG game into almost a roguelike game, which doesn't cross over particularly elegantly. I agree with that. I, I, I don't think the translation is is going to land well. And I think I have a lot in my corner for that. Like I said, I've gotten pretty good at predicting how the community is going to respond to stuff. And after five years of people, in a pretty general sense stiff-arming Extinguish. They stiff-armed it in D1, and they stiff-armed it in D2. It's not It's not been a lauded mechanic. To, to have people suddenly today disagreeing with me, they're like, no, it's fine, it's good, I liked Extinguish, it was great. That's cool. The community, in general, hasn't agreed with you, and Extinguish hasn't really stuck around, right? Extinguish was like, here and gone in D1, and then it was here and gone in D2. So, like, Extinguish doesn't have a pretty... It doesn't have a good life. Uh, It doesn't have a good life cycle in Destiny. (laughs) It's been generally pretty stiff-armed and been removed every time they've tried to use it, and I fear that the same thing's gonna happen this time. It's just gonna get frickin' removed, and they're gonna be like, yeah... You know, teams are you know teams are quitting pretty pretty consistently. We don't feel like it's achieving what we wanted it to achieve. We feel like the intrinsic fail rate and the delta is is enough to make things harder and feel challenging. Because that's ultimately my position. My position is that a twenty delta and a an intrinsic fail that like if you don't get it done fast enough, you you fail. I think that's enough. I think that's plenty. Um, so yeah extinguish is always on your nightfall card but are you putting it on your nightfall card and putting yourselves 20 below because dude you can right now get a nightfall score set up so easy because we're so much higher than 540 if you set yourself to 520 and you put on extinguish you're gonna get a taste for just a glimpse into how rough menagerie heroic might actually be because I think that's the thing people forget is that these encounters get super intense and when enemies start coming out that are 20 above your level you're going to be dying really really freaking fast it's going to be a well of radiance brigade I mean that'll be that'll be the way people survive uh uh, Scott Turok said oh no that's uh, probably Scott Turok maybe would you say something like the new armor mods being guaranteed high chance to drop would be enough, or would it need to be something on the level of guaranteed extra drops? I would think all the current weapons we've been farming for, it'd be really cool if there was some way to augment them and add an extra perk. Uh, so, like, obviously, if you farm for a god roll Ostringer, you're not suddenly like, wait, I gotta grind for another one now because you guys did, like, a different version of it. Um, I don't know something like that would be pretty cool because I think right now you're like you're kind of like well if they add a couple guns I don't really care those guns are going to have to be sick right I'm not going to go grind for a pulse or a sword I'm not going to go into a 20 level delta extinguish environment for a pulse rifle or a sword 
the, the, the rewards are going to have to be legit. I mean, legit. And I think that's, that's going to be one of the biggest challenges is in a very, very general sense, they've, they've struggled, I think, with reward structure. Even as good as opulence is, I think a lot of people have looked at the raid gear and the menagerie gear and they're like, it's good, but we still have farther to go. You know, we're still just grinding for a lot of the same roles that we've always grinded for. We're not, we're not, there's nothing, nothing actually unique in a genuine sense nothing nothing genuinely unique has has popped out yet um and i think that's what that's what people want to see they want to see this idea that if i'm going to go into end game content like raids or heroic menagerie man this stuff better be stuff that you you can't really get anywhere else and this has been this has been a problem this has been a problem in a lot of the content um, even, even in, even in destiny one, that was a problem with King's fall. You know, there was, there was not enough in there to really, really drive the players into the King's fall raid. Uh, it was just a lot of gear that could be outclassed by gear in the tower. You know, hung jury was a better primary than basically every primary in King's fall. You know, this is something that they've got to wrap their heads around. How do, how do you, um, Octorox. Oh, got it. Skoctorok. Gotcha. Um, how do we create a tiers of gear so that when I go into a raid, I feel motivated to be in there? But if you can't raid, you don't feel like all the rest of the gear in the game is garbage, right? It's like when we say raise the other. You know, when we're like raise the other subclasses. Don't nerf. Don't nerf this subclass, right? Well, to in a similar vein. Don't don't make all the other gear in the game suck as a way of like actually finally giving us cool end game gear. Like I don't want the rest of the gear in the game to suck and then people are like, "Well, I'm glad the raiders are happy. They made all gear in the game like junk." And that that's their way of making raid gear more appealing. Um I think that would be that would be a pretty a pretty big danger. Uh so we got underdog and triple tap on that one. That's not what we're looking for. Uh, so we're going to go back in. We're going to run the loop here. We're trying to get, I think we're just trying to kind of go for like the rampage outlaw is pretty much what we're going for. And then we'll also be grinding for the shotgun too. Uh, Renegade Afro. If I play a lot of Apex Legends, will I enjoy Destiny 2? I played D1, I enjoyed it a lot. Wondering about D2. Well, if you play a lot of Apex Legends, it sounds to me like you like PvP games, and if you like Apex, you really like crispy shooting mechanics, because Respawn it makes immaculate uh, shooting mechanics. Like you just The game feels phenomenal. I think that Titanfall 1 and 2, Apex Legends, and Destiny are the best shooters in the world. They feel so freaking good. However, if you're wanting to have that type of a PvP experience in in Destiny, I don't think you're going to have it. I don't think you're going to necessarily like it. I think you're going to feel that it leaves a lot to be desired for. Destiny has tons of space magic in it, and what that means is you're going to be getting killed by lots of one-hit kill weapons and abilities, shoulder charge, shotgun, uh power weapons, supers, uh, etc. And in in that environment, I think you're you you may love it and you may hate it at the same time. 
because you may say, well, dude, like, I, you know, I want something fresh and new and different than Apex. It's all guns. It's all guns. Well, then you'll love it. If you want nothing but gun skill, I think Destiny's in a, in a far better place with gun skill and guns being like one of the primary means of combat. But I also think there's potentially things in there that would frustrate you. I would say just check it out in September. I mean, I think estimated profit's right. Uh, some of it you're not going to know until you dive in and try it yourself. And it'll be a 100% free entry point uh, in September. So jump in and take a crack. It's honestly pretty cheap right now to jump in and take a crack anyway. It's not like you're spending an exorbitant amount of money to jump in and try out Destiny. Um, but just be warned, it's it's going to be a little bit different than a purely gun-based game uh, and Apex has abilities, passives, and ultimates and stuff, so maybe you will like it. I don't know. Yeah, it might be right up your alley now that I'm kind of thinking about it. So, uh, Joski with 16 months, welcome back. 8Mask with 14 months, and Serenity with 7 months. Guys, thank you for all those resubs. Ashen Annihilator. Do you think Season of the Crucible uh, would go better or worse than Season of the Drifter? Granted, Crucible would need some improvements. Uh, Season of the Crucible... I think would go over better than Season of the Drifter, and the reason I think that is because um, I think people would be a little bit more receptive to a, to a, like, I think there's more people that don't play Crucible that would be like, oh, let me check this out, what are the rewards like? There's also more people that play Crucible than, than, than Gambit. So, I think a season of the Crucible would probably go over better than, like, a season of a season of uh, Gambit did. Um, so, do we, should they do that is a better question, though, right? And they talked about that. There's the one guy who always does the interviews. He's the bald guy. He's a really, really thoughtful dude, and he sounds like Gunny. Um, and he said that it's difficult to do a season that's for everybody because that means every single department, every single team is always working on and needing to deliver something every single time. And his and his thought process on it made sense. It was like, dude, if you want if you want every season to be for everybody, you're basically asking for us to always deliver tons of content every time and potentially that content's watered down, right? So there's there's pluses and minuses. If you do a season of the of of the Crucible, a lot of people are like, dude, I don't really like the Crucible, and they might skip, and then that can hurt engagement, that can hurt matchmaking. But if every season is like, here's something for Gambit, here's something for Crucible, here's something for the Vanguard, here's something for this, it can end up being more diluted and more watered down, and then it kind of pleases nobody. You attempt to please everyone, and you end up pleasing nobody. Like that's always, I think, a potential risk when doing that you know that kind of seasonal content and wanting it to kind of like land on every single person um so we got an eye of the storm and zen moment and accurized rounds um that's probably a really really good one for pvp honestly it doesn't have opening shot though yeah i don't think i'm ever going to use that one so let me, uh, my capture is going to get a little funky here. Cause I want to pull the one from the one went to the postmaster and I'm going to want to pull it and, uh, take a peek at it and see what role we got. Uh, we got subsistence opening shot and accurized rounds. So we're struggling to get the role that we want guys. We are, uh, we are struggling. Um, 
we don't need that toil and trouble. Let's free up some space here. Um, so, I'm happy to run it again. If you're on my friends list, if you're any of the people who just recently added me to my friends list, go ahead and jump in. Next question is going to be Bro Staffa. Do you think they should be a minimum light level to be able to enter the menagerie? Well, there is. You can't go in. Oh, you mean like don't let people go in? Um... Yeah, I'd be okay with that because I, I think it's unfair. There probably is a minimum light level. Like, you probably can't go in at, like, 500 and just be dead weight. Does it let you go in if you're under-leveled, like, severely under-leveled? Because it says recommended power 690. More than likely, if you're down below 650, I, I doubt it would let you go in. You can't go in under 690, so the recommended is the gate. Okay, yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Because if not, you could totally just matchmake and be dead weight and get free loot. That's kind of stupid. So I I think that's totally fair, and that's exactly how it should be. So we have two spots if anybody's jumping in. Darkside, is there a chance Heroic turns into Niobe Labs 2.0? I mean... Yes and no, you know, it being something that maybe the community doesn't receive that well, that's certainly a possibility. Niobe Labs was kind of praised and then it quickly fell into like a very, like a, it fell into a weird category. I don't think people like it all that much. Um, so, which is sad because I think Niobe Labs was cool content. So, uh, all right, we got six. Silly Rabbit, do you think Zer will sell Lord of Wolves? Um, like the Prometheus lens. Ah, uh, you know, maybe because they said there's going to be like some sort of a triumph to like celebrate Iron Banner, Lord of Wolves. Didn't they say that there's going to be something tied to it? So more than likely, yeah, they're going to do. I would, I would see them. Um, I could see them doing that. Yeah, just enough. I know you play on PC, but. Have you heard of complaints from your console brethren about the slow inventory load time and loading in general? If Destiny isn't coming, uh, if Destiny isn't coming soon, do you think Bungie can address this for current gen? I think you meant Destiny 3 isn't coming soon. I mean, this is one of the reasons. This isn't the main reason, but I do think this is a reason. I think this is a legitimate reason to not like Extinguish. Because if you can keep us in the instance and reset us, that would be superior to extinguish more people play on console and console load times are rough so i would think if they can they should not be doing extinguish and that's one of the many reasons that i've outlined and that just kind of adds one more log to the fire that load i mean come on you can't go from season of the forge and everyone complains about load time in season of the forge having to go back to ada and then you're going to argue that Extinguish is totally fine in Heroic Menagerie. It's like, come on now. You don't get to, t- you don't get to hold both positions, you know? Uh, Toxbur says, Can you explain what Menagerie is? I just started Destiny last week. I'm 698 power. It's just a loopable, somewhat horde mode environment where you go from in, in engagement to engagement, and each engagement gets a little bit harder. The further you make in each engagement, the more you fill the bar. The quicker you fill the bar, the quicker you get to the boss. And then you have a chalice, and you can configure that chalice so that when you open up the treasure chest at the end, it spits out what you're looking for. And the chalice recipes, there's a link for that in chat if you use the command. Uh, Mechos, or Maka Oz, or something like that. Hi, Lono. 
Thoughts on Spindle and other nerfs when you have Recluse in the game, which people are using to two-man the latest raid content. Do you think Recluse should be nerfed? Just wondering your thoughts. I don't... I'm not going to argue for a nerf. I'm not. I'm not going to argue for a nerf. But Recluse is probably going to get nerfed. Um, just because of how strong it is. They're also probably going to lower how many nanites you can put on a boss with the Prometheus... Uh, I'm sorry, with the Outbreak Perfected. Um, these are not things I'm, I'm campaigning for, but more than likely there are things that are going to happen. Just because the the structure of the game and the power right now those the, these guns and these things are out of step like they're they're outside the the bell curve i don't want it to happen i anytime somebody grinds for a pinnacle weapon especially like the recluse having it um having that lowered in 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 its efficiency and its coolness is always super lame and so i don't want people to have their their recluse nerfed but it doesn't make sense. It, it existing and how it exists is there's nothing that's that strong in PvE. So now what they might do, what they might do is I don't ever really, I don't know if it's considered broken in PvP. I don't know if anybody has made an argument that it's broken in PvP. I could see them going in and lowering its damage in PvE only. And their argument would be it's th- this weapon is functioning outside of what primary weapon should be functioning as um, when I get killed by it in PvP I feel like it's I blink and I'm dead I feel like it's it's almost instantaneous so the that that question would have to be answered by people that are more equipped or better equipped to talk about weapon balance in the crucible because I've not played against it or with it enough in PvP to say whether or not it needs nerfed and how would they nerf it um, and so I'm sure people may be looking at it and making making criticisms and, and adjustment suggestions for PvP, but I definitely think in PvE, that's more my wheelhouse. I can pretty safely say, in light of a lot of the recent nerfs, that this gun is this gun is outside of its uh, it's 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 way outside of the bell curve. Um, so it'll it will it will be nerfed just for consistency in the game more than likely. Uh, because as a primary weapon, it's outpacing. It's not just like a pinnacle. It's 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 an outlier. There's a difference between having a pinnacle. Pinnacle's at the top of the pyramid. This thing is above the pyramid. It's like outside of the ap- actual weapon hierarchy in the game. So same thing with Outbreak Perfected, right? Like Outbreak Perfected, because you can stack so many nanites on a boss, it 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 is leaving. It is leaving its category and performing above the weapon pyramid hierarchy, and I think that's when you have to say something here needs changed. Like this is going to need adjusted. Again, I'm not campaigning. I'm just saying, given the changes they've been making and given the updates they've been making, I I don't see these weapons not getting adjusted. Mini Gunky. I have a feeling that the only good supers are going to be Tether and Well. Titans will have no place. If you're talking about specifically the... Um, if you're talking specifically about Heroic Menagerie, Titans already feel weak in here. So yeah, they're going to feel even more weak. Uh, if anything, that could be, I guess, like the silver lining is that we get a really, really good, some good treatment to Titans because of Heroic Menagerie. 
Like, it'll put on grand display just how not great Titans are right now. Um, they don't really have a lot of utility in the end game. They don't really have a lot of support. Titan Bubble could be good. The only reason I don't think Titan Bubble is going to be good is because it it the danger with Titan Bubble is you can't shoot out of it, and with how much you get spammed... It might help in this envi- this environment right here. You might be right. I would be concerned about the knights getting too close and killing everybody anyway. I don't know how much damage resistance we're going to have in that bubble against that titan. I'm sorry, against that knight sword slam uh, because it is it is so it is so um, debilitating. Like it, it, it'll mur- it just murders you. Uh, so it also depends on the burns and stuff because right now solar burns on so I mean we're, we're getting we're getting some really really good treatment as a titan with melting point and stuff you can really really crank up damage I mean I just did melting point on that night a little bit ago and you could see that it had a really good influence and it really helped uh, with the encounter because um, honestly maintaining ads with tether and with well isn't isn't the problem the problem is the knights so the 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 knights pose the same threat to a bubble if anything they pose more of a threat to a bubble because you can't shoot out of it right now we can stand in a well and we can we can shoot the knights while standing in the well and look what happened as soon as the well was gone our team just our team just gets obliterated and right now on heroic that would be that would be extinguished we just got extinguished on normal because we ran out of uh, because we ran out of the freaking well um, so it's I'm telling you extinguish extinguish is gonna is gonna really really I think it's gonna be a, a, a splinter in your eyeball I don't think people are gonna like it I think people are gonna reject it it's very very easy so middle tree bubble makes you immune to the knights if you stand in front of them you can still get knocked out of the bubble with with physics um, still get knocked out with physics. Juicy Jake. Bungie was pretty vague about the rewards. What do you expect them to be? I don't have expectations. Uh, Loke Q. What things do you think Bungie could and maybe will do in the future to help new players get into clans, teams, communities, and people where they can do group content with, like raids, difficult quests, instead of leaving them to Reddit, Discord, and other things? Um... I would think I would think something that they could do is an in-game group finder and I know that that would take a lot of work and a lot of finesse but man an in-game group finder would be really nice um because it would help you find people that play during your time of day it would help find people that are interested in the same activities that you're interested in there's a lot that an in-game group finder would bring I think to the table that we don't presently have. I think asking for matchmaking for every activity just, you have to admit how bad that would go over. People are like, oh, no matchmaking for heroic menagerie. It's like, dude, did you play the reckoning with matchmaking? Um, I, I just, <laughs> I don't know if, if you could really, if you could really ask this environment to have matchmaking. Uh, it, it, would, it would be rough, especially once it's on heroic. This environment heroic with matchmaking with the Delta and the Extinguish would be really, really unpleasant, I think. Um, so they would they would really, really, I think, 
not have good experiences people going in there but an in-game group finder I think could be good because it's a little bit more effort it's a little bit more focus than just matchmaking uh, Dark Knight says uh, have they said how much individual seasons will be around $10 I think they said um, I think that's one of the biggest dilemmas with being able to buy them individually being able to buy them a la carte I think that that's a dilemma because if it's $10 people might say I'm not spending the 10 this doesn't look like my kind of content right and the danger there is then you have folks that are not getting the content because um, because it doesn't look like it's for them and that can hurt matchmaking times because if matchmaking times get hurt you're dealing with you're, you're dealing with people that bought it and then they have a diminished experience um, and that compounds right that compounds because you would say well I was I got it and now it's bad and oh I was gonna get it but my friends are complaining and saying it's not good it's you know it's um it's the matchmaking is terrible blah 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 like there's a lot about that that could end up going over poorly so there I really really hope they package the seasons well and if they package them well then I think people will be more likely to just buy them for the 10 and then you'll have a really full funnel of players so uh long time first time what would Bungie do to guided games to make it more appealing for veteran and new players man I just don't think guided games works because here, here's my reasoning alright here's why guided games doesn't work alright guided games is a machine that needs fuel that fuel is two parts it's one part inexperienced or you know we'll call them the needy players they're needy they don't have buddies to raid with they don't have their they don't have a raid team they don't like to use LFG okay so the needy are probably pretty plentiful there's tons of people in that category okay then the other part you need in this fuel it's two parts right it's one part needy one part experienced you need experienced people to be in there and I think the challenge is in a four to almost now five-year-old franchise, you're dealing with people that if you're experienced, you have a team, right? You have a team that you like to raid with. You're comfortable using LFG. You have a clan or whatever. So the needy are plentiful. The experienced are few. And the reason for that is because the experienced players don't really have any there's no reason to go in there right now some of the times we've talked about this it's been like well Bungie could add really really good incentives so then the the more experienced players have like a reason to go in and have a reason to help and then they'll you know they want to go in and do it um I think that gets risky because then you'd have to worry about people abusing the system and cheesing it and guiding and doing guided games at the same time as their friends just to get the rewards so then the needy would be getting passed over anyway um and they wouldn't be they wouldn't be finding matches because people would basically abuse the system so the rewards would have to be in some way um it would have to be tied to some check and balance system that's like you need to complete raids with people you've never raided with before uh you know 
Because you, 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 you would have people basically cheese it because they're like, well, I want the rewards, but dude, I'm not going to freaking raid with people that don't know what they're doing. And they just, they'd go into guided games at the same time as their buddies. There'd have to be some sort of a check and balance system in place to be like, no, you only get the rewards if you are raiding with people that you've never played with before. You know, that would be the way I think uh, to do it. Because if not, I, I, I can guarantee you people would abuse it for the rewards. Next question, Nova Hands. Hey, Lono, do you think the a la carte structure of the future DLC means that we're never going to leave gear behind? If people buy one DLC and skip another, it could prevent Bungie from ever being able to set a cutoff point, making us use new gear forever again. This feels like the, the this feels like two disconnected ideas. These these things don't feel connected uh, to me because um, I. If I skip season, let's say there's three seasons and I skip season two, okay? That doesn't matter. Seasons two gear has a 12 month shelf life. After 12 months, that stuff can't be infused anymore, right? They come up with some system like that where you can always open the gear and you can look and see how long it's got left before it's no longer infusible. 11 months, 10 months, nine months, like it counts down. So you always know where the gear stands in the grand scheme of things. Um, because your question if people buy one and skip another it could prevent Bungie from ever being able to set a cutoff point but, 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 but why I, if I'm not playing if I don't buy the new season and I'm not playing the new content at the new power level structures then it it's okay that I, I don't if, if like if I leave gear behind and that's that's the season that it happens to me then that's okay because I'm not doing the new stuff anyway, but if I am doing the new stuff and the cutoff point applies and I, I, I miss out or whatever, and I, 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 I need to get the new stuff that works because you're the person that bought it and you're the person grinding for the new stuff. So they don't feel connected to me. I don't, I don't feel like they feel connected. Um, so, all right, let's see if we can get a good one here. Uh, we got demolitionist. And yeah, I think demolitionist is like lame. <laughs> it could be so much better, uh, but I just don't feel like it's very good. All right, so unless we get Rune of Desire back, we're basically this is our last chance for the uh, for the hand cannon, and then I need to start going for the shotgun. Uh, I don't actually even know what combination we would want to go with on the shotgun. I don't. I guess you go with range masterwork again too. What's the recipe for the shotgun? We put the shotgun at the top, and then what colors uh, follows it? Why do you think weapon diversity in the new Curse of Sorrow is so narrow, uh, or Crown of Sorrow? I don't think weapon diversity is narrow, but I also think every raid has a has an optimum has an optimum build that people go with. Um. So, has a full it had like that that oh we got it back we got rune of desire back, and we got subsistence freehand grip and demolitionist again. Uh, we go we get to try again we get to try again for the hand cannon guys. Thank goodness for that rune bonus down there. Um, so people are saying blue up top. Uh, it's blue. Harry's saying blue green green. Blue, green, green. Blue up top, red on left. I'm getting... Feeding Frenzy and Trench Barrel is amazing. 
Have you actually tried Demolitionist? I tried it on an SMG. I didn't like it. It just didn't seem to give me grenade energy fast enough. Uh, Loki Q. Uh, do you think Bungie is ready to deal with the potential influx of cheaters and botters on PC when it becomes free to play? Um, I mean, I hope so. Uh, they, I feel like they do a decent job with cheaters. We got outlaw, we got outlaw rampage drop mag with range. That's pretty good. We could probably run appended mag too instead of drop mag. That's pretty good roll. It's pretty good roll. That was our last one. That was our last one. So we better lock that one. Um, we better lock it. Um, red on left gives you parcel. Green is for decree. Yeah, I want I want green, and then I'm imagining you want range on the shotgun, right? So you put blue up top for the shotgun, and then green for decree, and then the final piece you want. I would think range, right? Yeah, you want range on a shotgun. Blue, green, green is what you want. Okay. So I'm being told blue, blue, green, green is what I want. Okay. So we're going in here. We're going to pick that. And then we're picking this. And then we're picking that. Okay. And that should give me decree. It did. And I got one of the greens back. Flame says you want rifled, assault mag, full auto slide shot, and trench. Blue, green, green. Okay, I did blue, green, green. We got time for we got time for a couple more while I'm taking some more questions. Um Shin Manas says, do you think that due to the Eververse gear becoming ornaments, all previous gear will be returning for purchase? Saw some cool stuff with the Drifter that I missed. Skip to content for the season. This is actually a really good way to ask the question. I didn't think about this because we, we thought about this, right? We thought, oh, what if, what if, uh, how, how can we make our, our, our gear look like the old gear? Like, is there a way to do that? Um... So that's a, that's a really good question. Like, what if they start selling the old gear as ornaments? People might not like that, though, right? People might really, really reject that as an idea. They might say, you know, I, I already earned this gear, and now you're selling it to me as an ornament. So I would think what they would really want to do is be like, any gear you have from the past... Like, let's say you have a, a year one trial set. You can use that as an ornament. I would think just unify the ornamental transmog system um, is how is how you would want to run it, I would think. Okay, we probably have enough time to fill the chalice this one last time before... Oh, no. I, th- I, probably, I probably just screwed it up. Probably just screwed it up. Yep. I did. Okay. Let's check the roll on these shotguns then. Uh, we got a slide shot, trench barrel, uh, appended mag. So I don't know about that one. Um, we're gonna have to make some space like that. You could maybe take that in a crucible. I don't know how many people are taking this particular weapon into the crucible though. Um, I'm trying to get a PVE roll, I think. In my mind, I'm, I'm like when I think of shotguns, I you know that's just kind of where my mind goes because I'm a PVE guy. I got two with slide shot trench barrel. This is slide shot tactical mag. 
uh, and rifled. Because um, you're not really using trench barrel in PvP. Like, usually, right? You're using... You're wanting something else, you know? So... There's one with Feeding Frenzy and Rampage. I have a Feeding Frenzy Rampage role, so maybe we're maybe we're hunting. Cause see, I want full auto assault mag. I think I don't necessarily know if you need. Uh, do you need? Can you get full full auto assault with trench? Cause I have trench Feeding Frenzy accurized rounds rifled with handling. Like I may already have a really good role. I don't know. Um... It's just one of those things that's difficult to know what exactly you're you're potentially gonna get. I thought there was another role we dreamt up that I wanted. Um, full auto assault with trench. Why take trench over swash? For killing major, there's rarely a major with some trash ads nearby for an additional 15% damage buff. Assault full trench is possible. I think that's what I'm gonna go for. Next question from the inquiry. Do you think the social features of the game will improve under Steam versus Battle.net? Messaging, joining, matchmaking. I mean, I didn't think Battle.net brought anything that wasn't good. I don't know why it would improve. I don't know what exactly... I don't know what exactly you're going to get out of Steam that would really ratchet things up. I'll sit in orbit for a little bit for people that want to join. Skies9, Lono, you were saying that the leveling this season improved quite a bit after you were able to level up within a week. Isn't that going to hurt the game in the long run since most of this game is around the leveling? The final part of your question is really, really inaccurate. No, most of this game is not around leveling. Most of this game is about loot pursuit. Now, you might be referring to the milestones with, and I agree with you, they need to reconsider what you're going to do with milestones after I hit max level. And I've continued to say, okay, I've continued to say that the, the, the entire game should change when I hit max level. So when you hit 750, you, the, the NPC should change. The milestones should change. The reward structure should change, Right. So to a certain extent, you're right. It's like, yeah, most of the game is leveling. Like, all the milestones are there for leveling. But with things like the Menagerie, okay, with things like the Menagerie, hitting max level isn't really anything. You're really going for weapons. You're really going for god rolls. You're really going for gear. It's a loot pursuit game. And I think that that just needs to be kept in our in our brains. You're, you're, generally, going, you're generally going for... Um, you're going for loot, not level. And I think that's one of the reasons why I've always said leveling is at its best when I don't have to think about it. I just play and I level. I play and I level. So. Renegade Afro says, if you play a lot of Apex Legends, will I enjoy Destiny 2? I already answered your question. Uh, Windsor guy. Lono, my feelings on enhancement cores is that they need to go. If I'm playing an RPG, I never told you can't level anymore. You make it way harder. What are your thoughts about people in the community that feel like I do? Um, love your vids. Thank you. I basically made the point uh, the other day. I said that there they need to. Um, I think I think they need to remove enhancement cores. And my argument's pretty simple. Okay, my argument's pretty simple. Um, if 
if you're going to require me to um if you're going to require me to use enhancement cores you have to remember something you're deadlocking the currency so for me i saved up like over 300 i saved up over 300 of the uh of the enhancement cores so when i was leveling this season i was leveling as if enhancement cores didn't exist right i was i was leveling up every single time and you want to know what happened i i started to run out of glimmer and i started to run out of planetary materials that's what started to happen okay so given that reality i was consistently needing to go to spider and what does that mean if you removed enhancement cores from that scenario for me the economic pain was still happening i was still having to go get planetary materials i was still having to go get glimmer this scales down to the casual in a much more healthy way that means if the casual is infusing just like me they're going to be running out of glimmer planetary materials etc and that's a soft sort of encouragement to like you shouldn't be infusing all the time so i mean i have so many enhancement cores i just just masterwork that gun like yeah let's just freaking go like i don't care you know I don't I don't need it. I don't need I don't need those enhancement cores. I have so many of them. All my characters are close to th- you know to 750 now. So I played as if enhancement cores didn't exist and I still experienced pain. And that's exactly how it should be. Therefore, you don't need enhancement cores to be in there. Enhancement cores do not properly scale down to the average player. It's unnecessary pain. It's just unnecessary. You're just slowing down and you're not slowing down their leveling by the way. Your question asks it the wrong way. You're leveling just as fast. The game sees your your 740 sidearm. It sees it. And so therefore, it, it sees that. So you're not going any slower. It's just saying what you can and can't use. It's just forcing you to use a certain, a certain build if you're going to go into the new content and you want to be as high power level as possible that in general is the is the problem it's not because you know oh that we don't want leveling to go too fast that's not even the philosophy behind enhancement cores being an infusion enhancement cores are an infusion because bungie thinks they belong there you know glimmer materials are easy to get though Right, but why Why should equipping the gear, the gun that I want, be painful? I, it should be easier to go get the materials and the economic stuff that I need. Hardcore players completely bypass enhancement cores. We just, we just stockpile. So that deadlocks the currency. Almost no one's masterworking their gear. Almost nobody cares about masterworking their gear, right? So you deadlock the currency. And then the currency is just translated into pure pain it's just pure pain for the the more casual player it doesn't translate it just doesn't translate it, it, it's 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 not even necessary it isn't enhancement core should be used for enhancing perks and master working gear it's ca- it's a capstone it is a capstone uh, it is a capstone currency and it's being used in two different ways which causes dissonance within the currency and it's a contradiction 
uh, Eva the Waffler, with how hard Heroic will be, uh, and I know we are supposed to be only open the chest one at a time, do you think there will be two or more chests in the end to help us? I mean, that's certainly a possibility. That's certainly a possibility that they would say, oh, well, we want to up the reward structure a little bit because it's going to be so difficult. We're going to put two chests at the end. I mean, I could see that. I could see that. Uh, Jackarama, with the changes to fusion rifles this season and making them beefy, what could they do to snipers to make them more useful? New perks, adding hipfire, reticle. Yeah, I don't don't honestly know what they could do to snipers, and here's why. Uh, There just aren't a lot of PvE instances where you can really feel like a sniper is a great option. Snipers came out, you know, the sniper came out in a unique way, right? Snipers were showing up in environments where Whisper was king. You weren't really going into environments being like, you know, I really wish I could use a sniper right now. Um, I used one. I used my spindle. I'm sorry, my Whisper. I used it like a sniper quite a bit in Scourge of the Past. But then they mess with its ammo economy, and now I don't do that. And I'm definitely not going to run double sniper, because um, I like having a shotgun in that fight. Because when my when my building gets pushed, it's nice to be able to uh, it's nice to be able to have something for that. You know, like a shotgun for the 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 skiff that like drops dudes off. You know, I just I don't know if there's a lot of context where snipers could shine. With, and, and the only way you'd make them shine, honestly, to a certain extent, it feels like you'd almost have to break them, make them stupidly strong, and then then you run the risk of overcorrecting. So I just, I don't know if snipers will ever return to any any form of PvE glory. Um, it just seems un, unlikely. Rudum. Do you think faction vendors will come back? I would love it if they would. Koala, is it worth grinding out armor during Solstice of Heroes since it's just going to be obsolete a few weeks later anyways? Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Bungie could always say, hey, we're going to introduce the new ornamental system first with Solstice armor. You know, they could be like, this is the first, this is going to be your first sort of uh, experience with, you know, armor 2.0. They could certainly do something like that to then make you feel like this is worth it. You know, because then you could feel like I'm I'm getting to kind of get something before the new season, and it gives me that in you know that unique reason to grind. Because um, Solstice armor is always different and unique, but that would be another way to take it up. You know, take it up a notch. So, Evil the Waffler says. I feel like reckoning where you have to run certain loadouts to tether the hunter and the warlocks and titans. Yeah, I mean, th- these environments when they go up to like a 770, yeah, you're probably going to feel like you did in reckoning where you have to run specific specific exotics and specific supers. And I think that's okay. I think end game content if it's really really truly challenging, that's always going to be the natural result is you have to go in with optimum builds. Guy with gun. Is it going to be possible to survive in the hunted encounter? <clears throat> 20 under level uh, with that, with blackout on. Seems like it's going to be set up for failure. Well, and that's something they're going to have to do with the modifiers. They're going to have to be thoughtful about that. They can't throw you into an environment where there's freaking thrall everywhere and blackouts on and you're 20 below delta. Like, that won't work. Um, that will not work. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. They'll have to think about that. Um, you know. 
because even now, like we're at we're at level and like getting punched on blackouts rough. Thirty-two nil gaming. Would you want to be there to be an exotic weapon with menagerie specific, menagerie specific perks? Chance to reward heroic mode. Well, an exotic with menagerie specific perks is not a good idea. I, there there aren't there aren't guns in the game like that. Even when you got the the malfeasance, which was you know in Gambit, it was taken. So it wasn't specific to, it wasn't specific to uh, Gambit. So having an exotic with, um, with those with those you know perks like specific to Menagerie, I don't think would be a good idea personally. Ky Bow, do you think these spoils of War Bounty takes too long to complete? I think it's another glitch. If you remember when Season of the Drifter first came out, there was the bounty for the collector and it didn't work. It was like you you it was going to take forever. It wasn't it didn't line up with like the rest of the the bounties. The other bounties went much quicker. I think we're in a similar situation. Um I think they accidentally have it paced incorrectly. It does take a really, really long time. I got it done. What felt like the fastest was when I literally came in here into the menagerie and I just literally used a machine gun to guarantee myself the ability to uh, shoot all of the enemies and I would just sit back and ignore the, the, um, the mechanics. And I just got tons of kills and that was the best way I felt like to do it. Uh, but... Obviously, that's kind of lame for the you know the people that you're playing with. Um, that they got to have somebody that's like basically not doing the doing the stuff. Um, that's not what I wanted to do. I'm trying to get away. So the I just think the nature of the menagerie with you know with with percentages on bounties and stuff like that maybe they could consider giving you more percentage on that spoils of war bounty like while you're in the menagerie or something uh mr anderson if the power is going up to 770 in the menagerie our power going up what will be the cap no our power is not going up they're creating an environment where you're always going to be dealt at an under level that's the point um LD Shadowman, how do you feel about exotics as they are currently? A few exotics I find a bit disappointing and easily beaten by legendaries, but then some are really cool and but hard to get, like the Tarava. People are saying the Tarava is not even that good. Um, I haven't got my hands on it yet. I have one more chance this week. I could run the raid one more time this week uh, to, to go to go for it. Yeah, I, the exotics are in a weird place. I think there's a ton. Home Twitch with 22 months, thank you. Ace Man with two months, I miss you. Uh, and your sub, and I think I'm gonna miss Joski. Thank you for guys' resubs. The uh, there's a ton of exotics in the game, especially exotic weapons that I feel like kind of came into the game during year one, and are and then are accordingly kind of just naturally weak. Sunshot and Graviton Lance, and just a ton of those primaries. Ten months from Digital Marine. Thank you. They just don't feel very strong because like they came out during double primary and so they were kind of designed just to be like you have a normal primary then you have an exotic primary and now it's uh, in general especially in pve i think it's very very difficult to justify using an exotic primary that's multi-layered right the problems with that there's there's multiple reasons why um some of that is because the uh the content itself 
really lends itself to a lot of the exotic heavies. It's like, oh, these heavies are so strong. 1K voices, whisper, and the like. Um, And now that they've kind of freed us up to use things like legendary grenade launchers with spike nades, you're starting to see more people using things like exotics. But then the outbreak is so freaking strong as a primary, it kind of leaves its lane as a primary, that a lot of the other exotics are just already overshadowed. So it's like we finally got to a place where people are like, oh, you can use the delirium. Oh, you can use spike nades. And that that makes it, you know, that makes it to where you don't have to run, feel like you have to run an exotic heavy. Um, but then, of course, what ends up happening is you just automatically feel like, oh, I should be running the outbreak. You know? Outbreak is trash. Like, that's like factually wrong like you can have that opinion but outbreak is one of the strongest guns in the game it's stupidly strong um it's not it's out it's being outdone but if you combine outbreak with some of the spike nade strategies like outbreak is stupid what it can do to bosses i mean and again that's part of the issue right is that they finally made an exotic worth using as a primary because it gets to leave its lane but but um what are they going to do with the other exotics? What are you going to do with the Graviton Lances? E- you know, even the Huckleberry. I mean, Huckleberry's outdone by Recluse, easily outdone by Recluse, and that's a legendary pinnacle. So there are some stuff, there are some guns in the game that need some treatment, and even some exotic armor pieces that need some treatment. Like, you need to pivot them to, you know, stronger thresholds, or they need to do something else. Because people are still running rigs, people are still running Luna Faction, and these are long-standing exotics. So, you know, that 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 hasn't changed, uh, even with the nerfs, that hasn't changed. Um, so, they've, they've got some things to consider. Dr. Cleveland, what would you like to be done with Titans to make them better in the endgame? I've gotten this question a lot lately. I think my very generic, super non-thought-out answer is... They need to look at they need to look at what um, what the other classes are doing and just bring the Titan up to that. So how can you make a Titan subclass with the um, how can you make a Titan subclass with Sentinel that is at the level of you know, a good Void Warlock? Um, how can you bring his solar subclass up? How can you bring his arc subclass up? I think each of his subclasses needs to be brought up to the best of the best of the other classes. Because right now, the minute you switch off of a hunter or a, or a warlock, you feel like you're leaving power on behind, but you're not getting it back. So like right now, when I switch from a warlock to a hunter, I feel like my power is equal, but it just changes shape, right? It just changes shape. And I feel like that is one of the issues right now is you switch to a Titan and you don't feel like your power changes shape. You just feel like you get less power. And so in a very, very general sense, at a very general level, that's that's fundamentally what they need to do. I don't know how they get there. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if you, you know, do you do something with melting point do you do something with hammers do you do something with the big hammer do you do something with the shields i don't have the answers but you need to look at the at the at the strength of 
when a warlock's at his best and when a hunter's at his best in PvE and the titan needs to come up and match them. That's essentially what needs to happen. Don't bring them down, bring him up. Coach, how do you feel about the heroic version of the menagerie? I'm worried about Delta and um, Delta and Extinguished being the primary source of difficulty because uh, I don't particularly find that to be a good way to do um, I don't feel like that's a good way to do difficulty uh, and so the incentives I think the incentives are going to have to be really 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 strong uh, because if they're not really really strong you're going to run into people that are saying to themselves it takes too long this looks good it takes too long and it's too punishing like look at what happened to reckoning right look at what happened to reckoning reckoning wasn't necessarily difficult it was easy to fail there is a distinct difference between something being easy to fail and it being difficult reckoning wasn't hard but all it took was one dumb flub of, a, of an ogre knocking somebody off or knocking somebody in the wall and then you probably ran out of time because if that was the person who was running well or tether or something you'd probably die, somebody else would die and then you'd run out of time and have to start over so when I think, when I think of end game content I just, I never ever want to go into content that's easy to fail the only way I'm going into content that's easy to fail is if I know, holy frick, the reward can be so dadgum awesome. I need a, you need to put a frickin' Fatebringer Vex Mythoclast-like level weapon in Heroic Menagerie, or there's no way it's going to get good engagement. Absolutely not. People will run it, they'll get their triumphs, and then they'll never frickin' touch it. So... M. Johnston. Can you transmog exotics to look like something else? No, just new legendaries in season of, uh, in Shadow Keep. Woodja43. Do you think they need to remove Blackout? It's ridiculous modifier. Everything melees you close to, uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't have a problem with Blackout. The biggest problem with Blackout is that it buffs the slams of the enemies, and enemy slams can kill you when you're in the air. That's the only thing I think that needs retooled. Um, that's the only thing I think that needs to be retooled. If, if, if they slam the ground and I'm not directly in front of them on the ground, I should be able to not take damage from it. There, like, there's, the, there's the slam that Riven does, and then there's the slam that, the, uh, that Galrin does. And as long as you jump, you like mitigate the damage that you take from it. That's exactly how Ogre Slams, all ground pounds, all knockbacks should basically be like, you got to be in front of them and on the ground to actually take damage from it. Because right now, that's probably my biggest issue with Blackout. Is it's far too easy. It's far too easy to to, to, to die because... um, It's far too easy to die because you basically get you get slammed and you're like in the air behind the ogre that's freaking lame no get out of my face absolutely not that shouldn't be killing me um we got a feeding frenzy with swashbuckler um this weapon gains increased damage when melee kills uh from melee kills and kills with this weapon oh so if you get a kill with the weapon or a melee kill it buffs its damage huh that's pretty nice we're basically looking for full auto assault mag trench barrel is what we're looking for. Bowchicka Hong Kong. Going off the Titans needed to be better for the end game. Do you think bringing the original Titan bubble back would be good? Like maybe an exotic that gives weapons of light. 
coming from the Titan main that only uses has melting point PVE. Uh, here, all right. I don't know if I'm gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna draw a line in the sand, but I'm gonna take a position right now, and I want to see what people think. All right, let's let's flesh this out. I think they need to make the Titan bubble equal to well. At a ground level, I think that's what they need to start with. If Titan bubble becomes equal to well, we're protected. We can shoot through it, and we get like an overshield or whatever. Now maybe they need to retool it right maybe they need to retool it because if i can shoot through it and get a damage buff and nothing can shoot me through it then maybe we shouldn't get an overshield when we're inside of it maybe that's the trade off maybe the trade off is i can shoot through it it basically becomes a well and since we can't get shot from incoming damage like you can when you're in a well we don't get an overshield anymore something like that that's maybe where i would start with the suggestion is take the bubble down the road toward well and then hammers you know again I don't know like the reason we used to run hammers is because you wanted melting point but you don't really need melting point with tractor cannon and with uh, and with well of radiance I mean honestly I, you don't really feel that need for, 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 for melting point and you have to consider something Tractor can is easier to put on the boss. It's it's guaranteed for everything. It's safer. A lot of the times the person doing melting point doesn't get to be a part of the damage. So whatever damage you give your team in that small in that small section, right? You're you're also losing damage cuz the titan's not doing anything. A titan standing in a well, unloading his heavy, you're losing that damage cuz he's doing melting point. So what net damage is Melting Point actually giving you? You're buffing five people for like five seconds and you're taking the Titan out of the Well of Radiance for more than five seconds usually. It's usually you got to run, you got to hit him and you got to run all the way back. You know, I, I I don't know the solution. I like I would say I would just start with making the the Titan bubble. I would make the Titan bubble similar to Well and then do maybe make the big hammer really really good for boss dps and then maybe make melting point last longer and maybe lower the buff so it lasts longer but it lowers the buff so you're not losing so much by charging in and punching you have time to get back and help with damage or something i don't know um and then what do you do with arc well it's okay like we don't really have a great pve arc build for warlock and hunter they're okay right you can run raiden flux and you can run geomags but they're not phenomenal and there's actually some pretty fun arc builds i think right now for the titan in pve you can run two pulse nades is pretty good that's that's not bad and then you can run the skull of the dire ahamkara ballistic slam till your heart's content you know you can do that um so that you know that's part of it too i i think honestly arc is probably the only class that is in is it in d it's in decent shape in pve uh for the for the titan Hey, I got a question. Do you think pinnacle weapons and exotics should be inherently better than normal legendaries? Also, do you think something like the Wendigo 
or the Wendigo should be as strong as the Iron Banner Spike Nade Launcher. The Wendigo should be stronger than the Iron Banner uh, Grenade Launcher because it's Pinnacle. Pinnacle should be a grade below Exotics. Exotics should be the absolute best. And then le- a God Roll Legendary should be a step down from that. So at any point in time, you could be running the absolute strongest weapon exotic next next underneath that a, a, a pinnacle, and then next underneath that a god roll. So your three weapons are all at their best, and you're you know you're maximizing what your player can do. Other than that, though, you got to be careful because if you start making if you make legendary stronger than pinnacles or make pinnacles stronger than exotics, it just starts to get really problematic and confusing. The, the hierarchy starts to become illogical. Wicked Wizard, can you do the Whisper Quest without having like the annual pass? I actually don't know the answer to this. We're gonna have to wait for chat to answer this. So if you don't have the annual pass, can you do Whisper? I'm, I think so. My guess is yes, because I thought they just put it on IO for anybody that wanted it. You did not need the annual pass. JD is saying Whisper is year one. Yes, you can. It's year one. There you go. That's the answer to your question. You can do it. It's just on IO. They put it on a year one planet, so that's why I thought you'd be able to. Um, all right, so that's plenty of questions. If you're brand new to the stream and you've ever been here before, be sure to click the follow button. That's a free and easy way to support my content. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage, probably live right now. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. <laughs>